0: the Press
1: Box. Welcome into another edition of the Press Box podcast. And boy, you have joined us for a good one. Mike Grace and my partner Chris Stewart had a chance to visit with Brad Nestler, the voice of the SEC on CBS. And you'll hear from Brad in just a moment. So what is the Press Box podcast? Well, a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama. Want to find us? Well, just visit the Press Box website. That's pressboxradio.com. There you can find the affiliates page and find the station nearest you. The episodes page, hear the show on demand or simply press the listen button to hear the press box anytime 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Hey, shout out to our newest affiliate. That's KWIN AM 1420 FM 101.3 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. As yes, the press box has worked its way outside the boundaries of the state of Alabama. Our thanks to our friends at KWIN for joining us here inside the press box. All right, now... To today's Press Box podcast and a conversation with the voice of the SEC on CBS, he's Brad Nessler.
0: He gets the call, he gets the touchdown, Alabama. This might just run with it, no, he's going to throw it. he's got his man, fires to the end zone, touchdown, John Metchik. Oh, oh, and Shivers is in, took somebody's helmet with it, touchdown, Auburn. Down he goes, no, he got away, Young to the goal line, and he's got it.
1: Touchdown, Alabama! He is the voice of the SEC on CBS. Kind enough to join us inside the press box. Mike Grace along with Chris Stewart and the one and only Brad Nestler, who's got 100,000-plus waiting for him at Kyle Field in College Station this weekend. But you got to be a little bit excited about that, huh, Brad?
0: Last time I was there, Mike, uh, I, I, Alabama fans weren't as excited. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a great place to do a game. Uh, you know, the whole stadium shakes when they get kind of swaying back and forth, they never sit down, uh, the 12th man, the whole thing. It's a great scene. And, uh, I'm happy to be going back down there.
2: Yeah, that, that, that wasn't a ton of fun last time I was there. And and on top of it, I didn't get to see you, Brad, that, I mean, that's (laughs) the part that stinks these days. They got, did you request for radio and, and TV to be on separate sides of the stadium? Boy, that's the weirdest thing, Chris. I mean, we used to see you guys all the time.
0: Eli and I would spend some time together, and now it's, uh, you know, it takes you half an hour to get to the other side of the stadium. So it's, it's weird. No, I don't, I don't like that at all, and I don't like it for, uh, you know, I did radio for a long time, and we used to have a good spot, you know, and it used to be on the fifty-yard line and all of that, and now, uh, you know, the, the high rollers get the good spots. We don't even our, our TV booths aren't even that great anymore, actually, because for the most part they. They put the people that uh, give the most money right on the 50, and and they got uh, unbelievable seats. And sometimes we're on the the 30 and the 35, whatever. And I know that radio a lot of times gets stuck in the corner of the end zones and and that type of thing. So uh, it's not like it used to be, but I I guess I get it from the economic standpoint of the schools. But uh, no, I wish we were all in the same spot like we used to be.
2: Yeah, like I say, I don't even care about the work part of it. I just hate not being able to stick my head in and say hello before you, uh, before you go on camera every every week. It was uh, it was a lot of fun to be able to do that. This this league is kind of fun this year. It's different. Everybody knows Georgia's the best at the moment, and yet there's everybody kind of going. All right, they are right now, but can they get over their own past? And will Alabama come back to be who Alabama has been?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, this one, this Georgia team is going to be judged by that very thing. I think they already have been the last couple of years. But um, in this case, I think coming into the season, everybody knew that what Kirby had was pretty good. Um, And, and, you know, defensively, I think they're reminiscent of probably the Alabama team of 10 years ago on defense. And, um, you know, when you get compared to that group, uh, that's pretty lofty. Um, Offensively, we'll see. Uh, and I'm, yeah, You know, I'm just like everybody else, I'm a little bit skeptical about their offense, I guess. Um, but it's good enough when, when you're only giving up, you know, six and a half points a game, that's that's great. <laughs> you don't have to score that many. You for know, sure. Rick Russell used to say for the old Georgia junkyard dogs, uh, if if they don't score, we're going to win every game. You know, all we have to do is score a safety. And if they don't score and uh, and we get three points, that's good enough. So, um, you know, I, I think when you look at Georgia – they're by far right now the best, but you know, Alabama is sneaking back in and the college football uh, people, the committee, thinks so, or they wouldn't be number two. So um, if that collision course stays the way it is and we have number one against number two in December in Atlanta, it'll be pretty exciting for, for us at CBS, I guess, and, and for everybody else, I think, to find out that measuring stick. If, if Georgia has – gotten over that last hurdle and can finally beat alabama but they haven't so far so we'll see
2: yeah brad when when i was a kid being able to turn on the nfl on sundays and watch richard todd ken stabler joe Namath uh was was pretty cool for an alabama fan and and obviously the guys that are there now are they got a long way to go to earn uh, the right to be in the conversation with the trio that i just mentioned but but with Mack, Tua, and uh, Jalen Hurts being in the league, now the question kind of goes to who's next. And I'm curious your thoughts on what you have seen and the, the progress of Bryce Young.
0: I've been really impressed. I mean, even even the loss to a did M, I didn't think he was overly rattled. Um, you know, he just – he has such great poise for a guy that's that young, or a guy at least that's that young experience-wise in playing the position. Um, you know, and having met him and, and been around him, I mean, he's just such an effervescent guy. I mean, his personality, he walks in a room and the smile, the whole thing, I mean, uh born born leader, really hard worker, super poised for the amount of games he's played, and uh really talented. I mean, <laughs> some of the stuff he does, arm talent wise, is a little bit crazy. And I know, you know, he's an Aaron Rodgers fan and all of that. I guess everybody is that starts throwing those sidearm things and does whatever they have to do to get the ball completed. It's not so much just uh, pocket presence because when the pocket breaks down, sometimes the presence you have after that is more important. And he keeps his eyes downfield so well. He's not crazy about running. He, he's run a couple of times in games that I've done this year, but totally out of necessity. <laughs> he doesn't really want to be running around back there like Jalen used to. Um, but yeah, to have those four guys back to back to back to back, it's been pretty special for us because, um, you know, geez, back in, the, back in the day in the SEC, it was like, could you find one good quarterback or is there two or three of them out there? And then to have a team, you know, just one team have four guys back-to-back-to-back, to back to back like, that, it's, it's impossible. And I, I have fun watching uh, Mac and two and Jalen and stuff in the league. And, you know, I have my opinion of each one of them and what I think they can do, can't do but what all of them have done and been in the number of games I've had is, you know, total class. And, and uh, so just from that standpoint, you know, I have people, friends of mine ask me, which one of those three did you like the best personally? And I was like, well, I got to keep that to myself, you know? Um, And there's one of them that I still text occasionally that I have the phone number of and uh, like to keep his spirits up when it's down. And I leave him alone when he had a good game, that type of thing. But, I don't know really really good dudes and uh really great great quarterbacks, and Brand bryce is right
2: there with him or will be you know give him a chance yeah <laughs> sure he he also seems like in this look, it's a new day with the n i l and I think of good Lord, the amount of money Johnny Manziel would have made as a player uh in in college while he was at texas a and m and uh and other guys that that would have fallen into that category as well, but but the, the modern age, the the NIL age as it stands right now, Bryce seems to be a really good fit in that regard as well, doesn't
0: he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think back to – I did the video games for, uh, I don't know, 12 years or something like that, the college football one. And, you know, every time I did one of those sessions, I'm going, wow, that sure looks like so-and-so. <laughs> that sure looks like so-and-so. Yeah. And I thought, man, these guys should be making money off this and – and uh, right now, EA Sports is the only people making money off this. Oh, I made a little bit, but you know. <laughs> so yeah, I look I look back at all that and I go, wow, times are changing, and yeah. I knew they would. And you know, as soon as the whole thing, we were doing the basketball game too, and Dick Vitale and I were probably in our eighth or ninth year doing that, and um, and then we got a call from the EA sports folks and said, uh, Ed O'Bannon is, uh, kind of getting a lawsuit going against the video games. And I thought this is the end of this stuff. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. So No, I'm happy time for to, the kids. Time to check they it deserve out. it.
2: You know? Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Brad Nessler, our guest, he's, he's on the call, uh, of course for CBS for their, for their game of the week. Uh, the, the story that nobody likes to do when you come in and you're, you're doing a national broadcast and you're having to deal with a coach who is either on the ropes or on the way out. But you're dealing with that now with it, with Ed Orgeron. And um, you know, from everything that I've been told in terms of interaction from a media standpoint, good guy tries to be, you know, accommodating all of that. But at the same time, this this thing got sidetracked really quick, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it sure did. Um, you know, we had We had them the first week that the announcement was made or, you know, four days after the announcement was made, I guess. And um, we had the option of do you want to do Coach O on a Zoom or do you want to make the trek to Tupelo? Um, You know, and we said, hey, we got to see him in person. He's been too good to us. You know, from our standpoint, I regardless of uh, whatever off the field stuff, I'm, you know, that's not my business really, but uh, so we hopped on the iCruiser and took the bus to Tupelo and, and you know, spent about an hour with him, and I think he appreciated it, and, and uh, we wanted to see him face-to-face. Might be the last time I see him face-to-face for all I know, except maybe in a social setting somewhere down the line or something. Uh, so, yeah, really good guy to deal with from our standpoint, um, you know, whether I think you'll find a spot as somebody's recruiting coordinator or something. He wanted to take the year off, you know, and, and, and why not, you know, if I had, if I had 17 million clams in my pocket, I'd go put my feet in the sand someplace too for a year, you know? So, yeah, that's not um, a bad deal. good for him, you know, uh, sit back. And I think something will come along. I don't know if he'll be a head coach again, unless it's at a, at a smaller school, you know, um, you know, maybe like his alma mater or something like that, you know, we'll see. But, um, I'd like to see him back in it just because I like him personally, but you know, and, and that's, he's not the only guy that's feeling heat right now. I wouldn't want to be Jim Harbaugh. And I, I you know, I, I wouldn't want to be Dan Mullen. I, there's a bunch of guys I wouldn't want to be this morning. And, and those guys are all very wealthy coaches, but, uh, they get paid a lot for a reason, I guess.
2: Sure. Uh, I, uh, I did want to talk Mullen, but I'm going to bypass that because I want to spend the rest of our time talking, uh, Auburn, Texas, am, that's what you got this weekend Brian Harson's uh, the new guy to the SEC but man he's he's kind of got the formula working right now they're a they're a tiger team that's going into college station and and understandably so with some confidence
0: yeah and they should I mean they're 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 really playing well on on both sides of the ball I think uh, the fact that they have put the back-to-back you know wins against ranked teams together for the first time in forever um uh, and first time to beat a top 10 team since they beat Bama a couple of years ago in, in beating Ole Miss. So, uh, he's got them playing really well. I do not know Brian at all. Um, I'm looking forward to it because we're meeting with him what's today up uh, tomorrow. Um, and you know, when he came into the league, people asked me my opinion. I said, well, you know what he did before Arkansas state and Boise state did an awesome job, but this isn't Arkansas state and Boise state, man, this is the SEC. And I think he was, yeah. Uh, smart enough to hire the guys that he hired around him, you know, Mike on offense and Derek on defense. And, uh, that's both of those things are working out pretty darn well right now. And he's got Bo Nix playing like everybody expected Bo Nix to play. I guess since the time he was born, uh, you know, poor guy plays really well at home. Doesn't play that great on the road. Uh, he's really played consistently well throughout the season with the exception of, I guess maybe the Georgia state game, but, uh, you know, that helps. You got to tank Bigsby. That helps. Uh, You got a defense playing like their defense is playing right now. That helps. So uh, they, they are a confident team. They're a really good team, a team that, you know, controls its own destiny, which is just ironic at this. I just never saw this coming to be honest with you, Chris, I just figured, well, maybe I'll get to see Auburn for the iron bowl, you know, and, and whatever. And I will, but, uh, or I assume I will, but you know, to be at this stage of the season and have them, you know, being in the top fifteen, and and so is AM. and M. Uh, I think it might be the only top twenty matchup of the weekend. So I'm looking forward to it.
2: You know, you referenced your EA Sports days. I mean, there are times where Bo Nix is in video game mode. It's some of the things he's doing. He's you go. Know, there's no way he's getting out of it. Then there are other times he's sitting in the pocket, and you go, What is he doing? uh <laughs> you know based on based on which stadium he happens to be in, but man, when he is on he is he is truly about as talented as anybody out there
0: uh, yeah, I mean it's he's really fun to watch when he's having a good day it, and it's almost painful to watch when he's having a bad day and um it, and I don't know that you can necessarily see it coming from a first quarter standpoint. doesn't really work out that way. he just he's a baller when he's got to make plays, and you know some of the stuff he's done this year, I mean, back when I was a kid, I used to watch Fran Tarkenton run around and it seemed like it was a a 15 or 16 second play. And you were like, all right, he's already gone back 35 yards. Now what's he going to do? He's got to at least throw it 40 yards just to get back across the line of scrimmage. And I mean, some of the stuff, some of the plays that Bo has made this year uh, it seems like some of those kind of scrambles and, and then he not only makes something out of it, but in a lot of cases makes touchdowns out of it. So uh, I hope he has one of those kind of nights. I don't, I don't care I, one of those kind of days I don't care who wins but I would rather see him play great and you know Zach calzotic play great and and have a tight game I you know it's just the uh, nature of the business you know that
2: well you talked about Fran Tarketon looked like it took 15 seconds for the play to take place that's because it was halftime of Monday night football and when Howard was doing the <laughs> the uh, description of it, it was in slow mo, so it was 15 <laughs> seconds with that, with that scramble. Yeah, um, no,
0: no doubt about it. You didn't really know how many cocktails Howard had had at the afternoon uh, get together with the me- the media and the uh, salespeople. So sometimes those takes were probably the third or fourth takes of Howard doing the 19 seconds.
2: <laughs> and, and as Seinfeld would say, not that there's anything wrong with that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Let's, <laughs> uh, I, last thing, you know, I'll let you go. We, we talk about this show being, uh, inside the press box, and we, we love stories from, from guys like you that uh, share stuff beyond what we've been spending most of our time talking about. But in the, the two minutes or so we got left, what, what you're, you prep all that you do for a game, you call the game you've left. All that stuff in between. What's your favorite thing about a game week for you? What's the favorite thing that you do? Favorite moment that that isn't the game itself. Well, I mean, even the even the part of if if it's that, it's that. But I mean, just of the the prep, we've talked visits and things of that nature. There's a lot that goes into it. I know guys that love. I mean, Eli would rather be at a chart than anything else. Practically, I think. You know, I mean, he's a chart freak. Those, there are guys that are like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I think in the case of, like, a game like last week, Florida-Georgia, I think probably interacting with the fans a little bit because we didn't get to do that last year at all. We we couldn't even interact with ourselves last year. We They wouldn't let us go out to yeah. dinner together or anything. We had to stay in our rooms. So um, that was pretty fun last week and actually – I don't know that it's that same way every week. And, 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 you know, people say, how long are you going to do this? You know, why don't you retire whatever? And, and those are the people that can't stand me, I guess. Why don't you retire? It's like, I, I don't, there's nothing that I do all week long or any, even during the off season that I enjoy more than probably the competitiveness and the teamwork of getting together, to do a game. And so like, Uh, You know, even if I did golf a lot or fish a lot or whatever people do when they're retired, I have more fun doing games than I have having hobbies. So um, from the overall standpoint, I just have more fun doing this than just about anything other than hanging out with my family. So uh, that part. But then, you know, like last week I was standing outside. Uh, in, in Jacksonville and out by our bus and you know, people were going by and half in blue and orange and half in red and black and people are screaming at us or can I take a picture or whatever I want to shake my hand whatever and I was just people watching for so long and I, I, I looked at Craig Silver and I said you know what I really got to get up a the booth and he said why you seem like you're enjoying yourself I said I know but I've spent six days getting ready for this game and I'm a, almost losing focus right now because I'm having so much fun watching people <laughs> when you see guys go yeah. by on recliners that are motorized with a beer in their hand i mean that's that's fun stuff you know and so i actually had this i actually had to say to myself it's time to go to work because i've worked all week for this moment and now i'm sitting out here watching people like everybody else and just being a fan kind of you know so
2: i don't know the whole experience is fun but uh, it's awesome brad thank you appreciate you so much always do you Thank got it,
0: press box people. Chris, Mike, good to be
1: with you, guys. One of our absolute favorites, Brad Nestler, the voice of the SEC on CBS, and our guest here inside the press box. Hey, if you like our podcast, a couple things you can do for us: like us, review us, subscribe so you get the new ones every time they come out, and if you tell a friend to do the same, oh, we'd so appreciate that. They can find us wherever they find their favorite podcast: Apple or Google Podcast, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Simply search for Press Box Radio One. That's Press Box Radio and the number one for the Press Box podcast. Tomorrow on the show, Alabama men's basketball coach Nate Oates will join us. That and much, much more. Join us tomorrow on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com.